here in Sacramento, California, Home Brewing is part of the foundation for Sacramento's craft beer scene. It's how several craft breweries got started on their journey to the craft beer industry here in Sacramento, California. Well, in this edition of Brew Stilled, I'll be talking with Connor from Hats Off Brewing. Connor's a home brewer I met at a Thomas Oktoberfest held by Beers and Sack. And he'll be joining me on this edition of Brew Stilled for a guest interview. But first... Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Brew Stilled. I'm Heroes Brandon, and for this edition of Brew Stilled, I'm joined by Connor from Hats Off Brewing, a home brewer based here in Sacramento, California. Connor runs Hats Off Brewing and where he brews different kinds of craft beer along with mead and cider. I met Connor over in Atomas Oktoberfest back in October here in Atomas in Sacramento, California, and where I tried his collage, which was an amazing beer to have at Natomas Oktoberfest. That was also an excellent showcase of home brewing here in Sacramento, California. California. So sit back and relax, crack open a beer, and join my conversation with Connor from Hats Off Brewing. Here we go. So I'm here with Connor from Hats Off Brewing. Uh, Connor, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Brandon? Doing great. So I'd like to thank you for joining me here on the Brew Still podcast. My first question is, what was the moment that led up to the conception of Hats Off Brewing? So I've been brewing about uh, four years now. And in 2019, I started to work at Tower Brewing as a, like a delivery driver, seller assistant to help improve like my knowledge of beer making overall and get into the concept. And while I was there, I met people, talked to like Evan, uh, there was a brewer, Mike, and Micah. Any questions I had, they would answer. And I just fell in love with being at a brewery and running a brewery. Like, I thought it'd be so fun. It was honestly the best job I've ever had. And yeah, just while I was there, I'm like, all right, I want to do this myself. I want to have my own place. I want to be able to brew any beer I want and just have it. Was there a particular beer style that stood out the most? Was there a particular, like, a beer or a moment that kind of led to the moment that you knew you were definitely going to go into this uh, industry? I would say, honestly, like the Kolsch style, because that like Kolsch Blonde Ale, that was one of the big styles that we had at Tower at the time. And it's one of my favorite styles of beers. And I've actually produced a Mojito Kolsch, which has become very popular from everyone who's had it. And every time I've made it, the keg's gone within like a day. So it's so that was like, if I could sell this and turn this into a, yeah, into a product that could be bought on the stores and that'd be fun as hell. Almost oh, definitely. I mean, the Kolsch is a really good beer style and not one I see very often of actually one I definitely like to see more of in breweries so it's definitely a very interesting beer style to um brew at, the, at, at as well from my understanding them um, was there like a, what was the first beer brewed by hats off first one that was brewed by hats off was a imperial s'more style I'd made it before but it was the first one I'd made as hats off I made it for my friend's uh bachelor party it was a 14 percent more style that I used marshmallow graham crackers vanilla beans cacao nibs then I'd split the batch up and did just the regular version then took half of it soaked it on some oat chips first beer i ever made though was a shot called chocolate moo moo stout it's one that you can get over at uh brewmeister is originally created by my friend brian vermont i took that added a little cinnamon cream honey to it and that i got lucky with that one because i didn't know i didn't have a sanitizer i just had a cleaner <laughs> and i was lucky that it didn't get infected interesting and um, also the, you have a really cool name as well the hats off what's is there a meaning behind what's, what's the inspiration behind the name of hats off so hats off came from 
when I was working at Tower and I was the first like collaboration I ever did was with a tap room manager at Tower named Calvin Crawford. He's up at uh, Fort Rock now. I would always wear a like just normal snapback cap and he would have his cowboy hat. So I was like, oh, here we go. We both wear hats. And there's the phrase like hats off to the chef, hats off to, to you. And so it's just want to make great beer that take your hat off to you. And then there's also another meaning to where come down, take your hat off, sit down and enjoy a beer. No, it's like a designated spot in the house that you have this being formed. And I hear, I hear some about brewers having it in a shed, in their garage, even in their kitchen. It's really fascinating to see how brewers are able to accomplish their brews at home. So is there a certain method or a certain place you have designated to perform this? Yeah, I mainly do it in my garage. I had like a all-in-one little system for a while. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just use that to heat up the water. I bought a like igloo cooler, turned that into like a mash tun. So when I'll do it in my garage, it looks like almost a Walter White Breaking Bad setup. I just have grain, a whole bunch of different like salts and everything. And I'm just running back and forth, making sure everything's intact and all the proper temperatures. Interesting. And also the ingredients, the hops, the ingredients you buy. And um, so the, the, how's, what's the process going to get any ingredient, ingredients for the beers? Are some, there are some ingredients that are harder to get than others? So you, most people just go to like either Brewmeister or Hop Hero, which are two local uh, homebrew shops, or they'll either order online from like Northern Brewer or More Beer. I either usually stick with the two locals or get go to More Beer if I want like a very specific style since they'll have a like bigger selection of hops or yeast. As a home brewer it's not too hard to get a lot of the stuff if anything it's almost easier in some aspects because like i'm not limited by a budget for buying yeast or hops 10 bucks for a packet of yeast where at a brewery it'd be like 500 so i could just use whatever yeast i want whatever hops it allows me to have a huge range of variety with what i can produce oh definitely it's great to see that it would, it would pull itself with all the ingredients being available and um and also when i met you at thomas Oktoberfest, was that your first beer festival to but since doing hats off no, that was actually my third one i was my first was the eldorado hills brew fest last year and then i was also at the elk grove october not october fest the elk grove brew fest back in april this year and i'm actually going to be there again next year so when you go to brew beer festival do you, when you prepare for a beer festival what goes into that do you are you selected what beers you're going to bring to the beer festival what kind of what's the planning process in terms of participating in a beer festival as a home brewer so with the home brewer they're just like oh bring whatever you want and i'm like i want to make sure i have enough beer to stay open with all the other breweries they're bringing about like 30 gallons of beer which for them that's two kegs it's easy for me 30 gallons is a little more complicated so but i can still do it i usually bring out 25 to 30 gallons i'll i usually think what time of year it is try to select my styles i always try to bring one that is a non-beer which is either like meat or cider just so that i have a little variety for people who don't want to drink beer and always yeah try to think of what time of year it is that's why i like at the october I brought a, well, I brought an Oktoberfest. I brought a Imperial Kolsch and I brought a peach raspberry Berliner Weiss and a pomegranate raspberry Sizer. And I remember the Imperial Kolsch, which I really liked. It was actually, it was probably the first time I ever had an Imperial Kolsch. Not something I see very often. So um, when you developed the Imperial Kolsch, was there, how's it differ from your standard Kolsch? So that one, in a way, was almost made a little bit by accident. Like I had a certain like targeted ABV in mind. I'm like, all right, I want to do this. But then the yeast had its own plans and fermented past what I had targeted for. So I was like, well, it's going to be a little more boozier, going to be a little like more uh, mouthfeel to it. And I was like, you know what? I, Imperial is a term used for stuff that's like a higher ABV, usually bigger body than the regular version. So it'll be an Imperial. <laughs> it, 
it was I, I loved it. And now, can you see? Can, can you see yourself making a beer as more of a regular for Hats Off Brewing? Yeah, I would probably like that. Have that be like a seasonal release, like every fall or something, because it, it is a good beer. But that one, I feel it's such a heavier beer than a normal a normal Kolsch that you it needs to be that colder type of day. Because if it's gonna be hot and like 115 as it gets sometimes here in Sacramento, it'd be a little harder to drink. I, I definitely agree. It's definitely also good to see more seasonal beers because when I see a seasonal beer, it definitely raises the intrigue of the beer. Also, it helps increase the anticipation. Is that something you also look for in a beer when, if, in terms of the seasonal ones, in terms of the anticipation that they build up closer towards their release? Oh, yeah. like Especially during the winter, I have friends asking, oh, when are you, you going to do a stout again? When are you going to do a porter? When It's like, it, it's going to come. It's it's almost winter. I got to let it age. I got to make sure. Or like during the summer, doing like a Mexican lager or a uh, pale ale or even doing like spring. I love doing a saison in the spring. It feels like getting that peppery, uh, yeah, peppery flavor from the saison. Just when it starts to finally heat up, I feel is perfect. Well, perfect. And uh, in terms of uh, when you make the like gels and mead and cider, we do have an emerging scene here in Sacramento with you know distilleries, mead and cider. Could you see yourself exploring more of the mead and cider scene? Yes, that that's actually one of the things I've been pondering a good amount lately because we do have well, almost like a hundred breweries in the area, but we only have I want to say like two to threes like ciders one meadery and from going to the brew fest and bringing meads and ciders those have become like almost my most popular item at each one i feel because it's not a fully represented uh beverage in the area there's just a very limited market or limited amount on the market that people want want to get more of it and so it'd be something i would definitely love to like when i open the brewery to also be able to produce mead and cider as well yeah there's definitely a lot of cider companies uh starting to uh, emerge as well along with meaderies I definitely think that Sacramento is starting to see more of those beers and or more of those beverages starting to emerge. So I definitely see that as definitely going to be a new trend in Sacramento as a along with the emerging brewery scene as well, more meaderies and ciders. And um, also, what's like the between a meadery, a mead, and cider? Is there how do they differ from home brewing uh, craft beer? So they're actually a lot easier than making beer. Like an average day to make a beer can take like eight to twelve hours. Making mead. I I can get it done in about like an hour. I literally just take the water, put it on the stove, heat it up to about like 160, put in the honey and for like over a four minute time so it doesn't burn and then cool it down quickly, toss it in the fermenter and it's done. <laughs> I don't have to wait for the mash. I don't have to wait for the boil. I don't have to do a lot of stuff. And cider is even easier because a lot of it's already come in a pasteurized container. So I just sanitize the fermenter, toss the cider in or toss the apple juice in, toss the yeast in, and it's done. Oh, perfect amazing and because i'd definitely like to i'd definitely need to have more you know mead maybe cider here in brew still but it's also interesting as it's interesting hearing about them as they emerge here in sacramento and um and also now the inspiration between the names of your beverages when you name a beverage like a beer or a mead or a cider what's the inspiration behind the names of the beers and ciders you make so almost all of the beers mead ciders i've ever made are based off of songs music is a huge part of my life i love going to concerts festivals i'm actually the mojito colch i've made is named after a song called onto something by a band called mayday and i've been actually lucky enough to bring that beer backstage with them and pour it for like everyone at 
at the VIP. We've had a great time, but yeah, music has been such a passion of mine and something that I love to do or love to go see, do uh, that. I try to make a beer or a beverage to go along with a song. Like I'll either start think I'll think of one, like I'll be listening to a song and I'm like, all right, I'm going to make something of this. Or I'll just start getting an idea for um, like a beer. And as I'm thinking of it, I'm like, all right, what would this pair well like listening to? I want it to be a both physical and like mental experience as while you're drinking, you start to like hear the song in your mind and everything. Now, um, is there sort of like songs that more like you think of more like an IPA song or a stout song? Is that also something you think about as well when you're thinking about a beer to make that type of song might influence the style of the beer? Oh, yeah. And like I've done a saison called Venture Highway by America. I've done a uh, what's it double IPA like West Coast style that I called I Rep the West by Ice Cube. And let's see, I'm trying. To remember. I've done a porter that, or I have a porter in the works, I should say, that is going to be called Black Dog by Led Zeppelin. And so it's just getting that whole relationship of the style, especially like with stouts, porters, and IPAs. They can be easier to pair with like a song because it's like oh West Coast IPA. I'm to do like a west coast band or something like that but yeah it, usually the song for me inspires an idea for the beer oh perfect it's like, it's like hearing bruce still that talk about tv shows and football as well but also try to find a beer that pairs with that particular show which i really do find interesting as part of the beer pairing process and how beer plays a role with pop culture that's something i really like as well you can say that a pop culture and along with music definitely plays a role in the uh, brewing process oh yeah mm, like there, there's some stuff that uh like one of my favorite movies is Willy Wonka and I'm actually going to be making a blueberry uh, vanilla sizer that's inspired by Willy Wonka and the scene where Violet turns into a blueberry so I'm still trying to figure out the name specifically for that one because I mean that could be easier Violet you're turning Violet but th there are a lot of references and especially from pop culture that can uh, let's see I'm trying to think how to put this I mean TV movies music it, it does affect a lot of people's lives and so when you connect it to a drink it makes it more interesting because it will bring up all those memories that you have of that show or vice versa. When you see the show, you'll think back to the drink. Most definitely because when I was uh, recapping For All Mankind from Apple TV, I was looking for beers that had an outer space reference. Even a couple of them had an astronaut on a can or the bottle. So that's definitely, I like the, the detective part of that, looking for beers that will match with the TV show, especially with me, like say 10 episodes. I need to find 10 beers for each, ep one for ep per episode, which definitely does have its challenges but i look for beers that have that space or maybe a scientific connection but it's also interesting how i find craft beers that pair with a uh, pop culture it's definitely very fascinating and um also along with the porter and uh and the, and the berry beer you got coming up what are any other beers you're, you want to explore in the future any particular beer styles that you like to brew down the road so one of the biggest ones i want to do eventually is do like that barrel aged sour like almost like a lambic if you've ever had feral one by firestone walker or constant creation by uh, Russian River. That is a style that I want to learn more and try to do myself. I know they're not as popular as a lot of other styles. You have to find very specific drinkers for those. But when they're done like perfectly, I feel they are one of the best styles of beer. I want to get back and also do like some more like hazy IPAs, New England's. I want to do more, uh, let's see. I want to do more sours because actually the first uh, or the last brew fest was the first time I had actually really done a sour beer itself. And that turned out really 
well. I want to, I mean, I want to do every style. I'm not picky with what beer I like. There's maybe one or two styles I'm not a big fan of. Like barley wines, those can just get too sweet for me sometimes. Just that multi sweetness. But I've had a few that are actually decent. So I wouldn't mind trying to explore it later. But for me, everything's on the menu. I want to try to make any type of beer that's possible. Definitely. Because you know, I agree with you on the barley wine beers as well. I've tried a few of them and I'm still um, not sure about them because they definitely had that sweetness in those and I always try and get them in a can because I see those in a bottle I thought well you know if I'm not too much into it, I'm stuck with a bottle that's open so I definitely agree with you on the barley wine beers because he definitely had that sweetness to them and especially that's what I'm a little not, I see I'm leery of those but I definitely see too much sweetness for me so I definitely can see where that's coming from the in terms of the barley wine beers and um, 20, year 2023 coming up any big plans coming up for next year in terms of where Hats Off Brewing may be going in terms of beer styles and also maybe beer festivals so I'm going to be at the Elk Grove Brew Fest. I think that's going to be April 22nd. And that I plan to bring actually like two types of meads since those have become very popular at the Brew Fest when I brought them. And then I'll also be doing a California Common and then like I think a Golden West Coast IPA. And I might toss in another thing, just have it on the side for, I, I don't know what I'm going to do for the side one, but just have it there just in case I run out of something. But I'm going to try to do more Brew Fest. I actually talked to like beers and sacks and they've hosted a lot of little beer festivals and they've tried to shoot me like oh hey can you do this one it's like right after the weekend of another one and i'm like i'm already gonna be tapped out <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to make enough beer in a week but yeah there's a few brew fests i'm looking at doing i'm going to try to collaborate with like some local breweries i've been like bugging them like hey you want want to get something going work on something and so hopefully i'll be able to do some collaborations and then i've also been actually talking with a person i work with and they're trying to start their own almost like restaurant business and so at least going to start looking into maybe getting a brick and mortar in the next few years and all that almost definitely i'd love to see it because you know i started going back to october beers and sack and they have an amazing beer fest with the thomas october fest i'm already looking forward to next year's the thomas october fest by beers and sack an excellent organization with uh beer festivals and what they do for the craft beer industry here in sacramento i, I had ted and misty back on bruce stilled before the event had an excellent talk with them here in bruce stilled and which followed with an amazing Amazing Oktoberfest and here in Natomas, which and I live here in Natomas. It's great to see more of the craft beer scene emerging here in Natomas. And um, you know, kind of brings me to my next question. Though here in Sacramento, we had a great beer scene, excellent breweries, great craft beers. So I'm wondering, like, you know, where can we see the beer scene going in the future, and what will it take for Sacramento's beer scene to rank up with the best beer cities here in the United States and beyond? I mean, I personally believe we have one of the best beer cities in the state. We have. So so many amazing breweries. We've got like Flatland, Crooked Lane, Urban Roots, uh, Moxa, Burning Barrel, Flame Steak. We have a huge variety and we are constantly growing. And I've heard some people doing collaborations with like Sierra Nevada and Stone. And so, and then other people also winning medals at the Great American Brew Fest. They're uh, getting, they're going to competitions in like Japan and Belgium. And and so I think we are all, like Sacramento is on the rise to becoming one of the best ones and one thing i think could even help it more make it a very cool festival is almost do one where we have like the hundred breweries at a beer festival we have everyone there you can try it because we we could probably get a huge probably ten thousand people at least coming to a beer event like that if we have a hundred breweries probably there'd be a lot of logistical 
little stuff that would have to get worked out before, but we we can easily take on, I'd say, almost any other city. I definitely agree because, you know, here in Bruce still, I talk about craft beer from other other parts of the country and are good beers, but I'm also thinking too, man, you know, Sacramento is just as good. It's definitely in their neighborhood. And you go on the internet, look at top beer scenes here in the United States. I thought, man, someday I just know we're going to see Sacramento on that list in terms of the top 10. I know that day's coming and I love the journey of the rise of the industry here in Sacramento in terms of getting to that level, the journey, but definitely we're, we're, I think we're there already. Yeah. I mean, you got like Barry Essa doing some great stuff. I know that's a little far away, but they're still part of Sacramento. We got, uh, uh, what's it? Red Bus. They're, they're constantly producing some great beers. I mean, they're still a little smaller than some of the others, but I think they, they definitely have some good potential. We got Addie's, which is a newer one that opened up downtown. Like there's so many options from each end of what, like the 80 and 50 and also like 99 to the five that you can just hop on, go through, hit five, six breweries in a day and taste such a wider range of options that are offered locally. And that's what I love about two terms of tourism standpoint, you know, no matter where you are in the Sacramento region, you're you're just a short distance away from a great brewery. Especially like in Rancho, you got, what, six right there that are some of the best breweries I feel in the area. Oh, definitely. And, um, and one thing was, uh, now in terms of your, even your free time or not brewing, is there any favorite any TV show, movies, or mu- uh, anybody like love music? Is there anything you like to just unwind on, pop culture related? And what is your favorite craft beer beverage that just goes with that? Ooh, favorite thing to unwind on? I mean, for music, I, I do like to just grab one of the vinyls that I have right here. I'll maybe play some like rock reggae inspired stuff like bands like Slightly Stupid or Dirty Heads and I'll usually grab a lager like uh, what's it Barriessa has one right now I think called Free Kittens just grab that sit back listen to music for a little while maybe I'll pull out a little D&D book and just read some stuff about D&D being a nerd and all but uh, and like with movies like I said I love Willy Wonka I'll usually try to find like some fruity sour for that or maybe like a big pastry chocolatey stout but I also love some classics like The Godfather or uh, let's see James Bond and those I'll try to I'll normally pull out like a IPA for those since they are longer and I do want something to last through the movie that I'm not going to just be either slowly sipping on like an imperial style or just downing like a lager no still because I watch football games I'm looking for a beer that has a lot of longevity to it so I definitely see where you come from that you know watching a long movie or binge watching a show I definitely want to make sure I have a beer that lasts to longevity definitely needs to match with what's being seen on the screen and um at the moment is there anything you'd like to add right now at the moment for hats off brewing in terms of next year or what's coming up in the future also current beers being made at the moment so like i said got the brew fest uh the elk Road brew fest i will let's see i also have a well i do have a lambic uh inspired beer going right now that should be should be done here soon it's been going on for almost like two years now so it's been one that's taken a while and it's a good amount of effort been aging on some bright yeast and some oak chips soaked in pinot so hopefully that'll be a fun one to do or to actually finally have uh, i'd say just especially checking out like my instagram and facebook and following on there that's where i post a lot of the updates and i'll i'll get hit up to do like brew fests usually like a month or two before so i i don't know if something's gonna happen until it's almost like right upon me and i'm like all right hey i'm gonna be here guys come check out <laughs> so okay, those are the two best ways to stay up to date with what i got <laughs> oh perfect so and so uh, right now uh, my listeners can find 
you on Instagram at the moment. That'll be hats off brewing. Hats underscore off underscore brewing. And that's the yeah, handle on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, just type hats off brewing and it'll pop right up. Oh, perfect. Thank you. And I love definitely love my listeners. Definitely check that out. And I got listeners from all around the world as well who love to hear about the beers in here in Sacramento. You know, once had someone from France asked me about a beer from Jackrabbit Brewing in terms of being distributed all the way to France. I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, hearing someone talk hear talk about his beer from Jackrabbit Brewing. I remember it was the Lost Trail, an IPA from Jackrabbit. I was pairing that with a Falcon and the Winter Soldier from Disney Plus. And you know, someone from France posted on Instagram is asking about will that beer ever be available internationally? It's interesting to see that outreach. Oh yeah, that is so cool. Like I've had like beer people actually add me on uh, yeah Instagram and that like from Norway or whatever. And I, I get a lot of people thinking I am a full brewery and trying to like oh hey you want to you want to have like a food, a food truck at your place or where can I get your beer? And I'm like I'm not there yet. I will be, but and I'll let you know what I do. But I'm not there yet. That's an amazing journey. I mean the home brewing process. You know every brewery's got to start somewhere. And I love and it's all home brewing. It's just the foundation of the beer scene here in Sacramento. Oh yeah, and it's one of the coolest things too is because almost all the brewers in Sacramento were home brewers before and they're all very helpful. I've gone to a few brewers and be like, hey, I toss this idea at them and I'm like, what can I do to maybe like elevate this a little bit more? How are the salts on the water that I have? Like, should I adjust it to do this? And they're all very helpful and they're all very, really cool uh, people and yeah, they're just so, so fun and knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah, and Steph, I love the community aspect of that as well, especially here at the beer festivals, going from brewer to brewer here and seeing what they have and seeing what they got coming up. And also, it's also great seeing home brewers such as yourself, just what I saw over Oktoberfest. You know, I love the, the community and also helping one another when I go to these festivals, all these brewers, you know, sticking together to help advance the segment of beer scene. It's a competition, but it's a friendly competition. We all, we're all here to make great beer and chill and talk. Have a good night. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, uh, before we wrap this up, uh, anything like anything you'd like to add right now at the moment? Uh, not too much. Thank you for having me on. I'd say, yeah, just if people want to follow me, just check out Hats Off on Facebook or Instagram. Any follow like is very much appreciated. Thank you again, Brandon, for having me on. This has been a very pleasurable experience. I'd love to maybe come back on again, and we'll have we'll discuss some beers or something. That'd be fun. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'd love to have you back on someday in the future, and also hear more about what you got coming up in 2023, and even right before you know um elk grove brew fest you're welcome to come back on anytime all right thank you very much that there is my talk with connor from hats off brewing based here in sacramento california an amazing home brewer with amazing craft beers that i also look forward to having more of at sacramento based craft beer festivals do check out hats off brewing on instagram that also does show the amazing journey at his home brewer here in sacramento california i'd like to thank connor for joining me here in brewer stilled as he's welcome back anytime in the meantime that shall do it for me on this edition of brewer stilled please do stay tuned for further craft beer content here in Brewstilled, NFL football coverage, pop culture, and TV show recaps. They'll definitely have their own unique drink, bourbon, and whiskey pairing. Also, do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please follow this podcast on Instagram at Brewstilled Podcast on Instagram. And also, do please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Do go out there, enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Ah!